Welcome to our podcast, The Implant Path. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Health Matters Today. In today's episode, we delve into a pressing issue that's been affecting people worldwide. We'll be exploring the rise of respiratory diseases and how they have led to the outbreak of pneumonia, all while shining a spotlight on the concerns surrounding healthcare providers. As we know, respiratory diseases have become increasingly prevalent in recent times, affecting individuals of all ages, from young children to the elderly. The impact of these diseases on our lives in healthcare systems cannot be understated. To provide a real-life perspective on this matter, we have a special guest with us today, a dedicated mother of a five-year-old child. She's here to share her personal story and experiences dealing with the challenges of respiratory illnesses particularly in the context of her child's health. Her story sheds light on the struggles faced by parents and caregivers and the crucial role that healthcare providers play in these situations. Hello, everyone. I just want to share our unpleasant experience during Christmas and New Year. Everything started uh, since December of the 13th of December. Uh, after we done... The course of antibiotic on the 13th December for my five-year-old son because of his ear infection. Two days later, I picked him up from school and he complained to me that he was so tired. I checked his fever. It's normal. It's like 99 degree. And I thought that he might just have a busy day at school. So he was just tired so I put him into sleep earlier than normal the next day he woke up completely normal so I sent him to school and I checked the camera constantly and my husband even went to the school for the uh, Christmas party and we saw him really talkative uh, was running around playing with his friend so everything seemed normal and I picked him up on later on that day. He came home, he ate, he played. But when midnight came, he has a fever and it up to 101 degree. So all the night I had to alternate it between Tylenol and Motrin to keep the fever down. And all Saturday... The fever kept coming back after four or five hours. So I had to control it. And the next day on Sunday, it seemed like the fever broke. So I thought, oh, okay, the fever didn't come back for 12 hours. So I think the fever was broken and uh, he would be normal. But suddenly on Monday, his fever came back and it's up to 103. At the same time, my 12-year-old son also had a fever and cough. So I took them to their pediatrician, which I had been coming for the last two years. So when I was there, I explained everything to her. I told her the whole history about Ethan because I just want to remind her that Ethan has been had the problem with his ear infection the third time within six weeks. And <clears throat> every time I came, uh, the nurse practitioner or you prescribed me with 
uh, a stronger antibiotic in. I asked her if his ear clear, and she said, "Oh, it still have, it still had fluid, but it doesn't look infection." And my child, my children both had a flu test, and she came back with the positive flu B for my first son. But it's negative for Ethan, and she said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, maybe she doesn't believe in that. Maybe it just falls negative because e Stephen, my first son, Stephen, has it. Uh, as my second child must have it too. So she's prescribed the Tommy flu for both of them. But she said it might work, also might not work." And she prescribed them five days for Tommy flu, and she both listened to their lung, and she said that it's clear. So I came home and did as her instruction, gave them Tommy flu, and keep watching on him because, uh, she said it take three for five days, the f- the flu will go away, will run its course. But you know, as a mom, I know my son. This time, my five years old son is completely different. Even though I gave him the fever reducer, he's still not playing. He just laying down, completely tired. And the next day, ah,、uh, the fever went up to one, oh, six. And we was panicking, but then we do the warm bath for him. Due to the experience we had with the ER before, we came there and they just give the pain reliever and they release us home.、Uh, so then we try to believe that he had a flu. That's why the fever so high. We just try to maintain the fever going down. So when the fever went down, my husband drove, uh, my five years old son, to the urgent care. When we was there, the nurse practitioner and the doctor listened to his lung, and they said, "Oh, everything sound clear," and they do the COVID test, and it's negative. But on the way, my husband drove. My son to the urgent care. He vomit five time, so they prescribed him with、uh, the anti nausea and vomiting. He came home. The next day, the fever not went up to one o six anymore, but is still high one o four. So, again, I I I I don't know what to explain, but we had. The problem with this pediatrician, because she always disregarded me, she never listened to me, and I didn't have a trust in her. So I took him to another pediatrician on that day, and the guy. I tell him, I told the doctor, it's a male doctor, the whole story of his fever coming back and forth. After I done the antibiotic, and the doctor listened to his lung, looking into his ear, and he said his lung is clear. 
but he will order the blood test because it sounds like sepsis. It's worrying me. So then I took him to the um, the Quest Diagnose to have a blood test as order and a urine test. And I asked the guy when I will have the result. And the technician there say it because there's a lot of patient now. So it's going to take two days. I said, wow, the doctor told me that he want to do the blood test to rule out the sepsis. And it take two days. It's too, too late for my son if something happened. And they said because the doctor don't do the stack order. So I got frustrated, but there's nothing I can do except that I have to brought them, him to ER. And you know what? Um, no, that is, that's it. That happened on Wednesday. I took the blood test. So I wait on Friday, on Thursday, hoping for the fever broke, but the fever is still lingering, but it's not so high. It's 102 and 103. So then I wait, and on the Friday morning, he got an episode of a cough for 15 minutes, nonstop, couldn't stop himself. So I was so, so scared. So he, we brought him to the urgent care again with different doctor, and this doctor listened to his lung again and said everything clear. And she looked into his ear and said, oh, his ear red like a shirt. So she suggested us to ask the pediatrician to refer him to the ENT doctor. And she prescribed a stronger antibiotic. We, we, we like driving on a roller coaster. <clears throat> we said, oh, we, we finally we found some cause, underlying cause. And it's, again, the ear infection. So then he won Chick-fil-A at that time. After the doc after urgent care, we took him to Chick-fil-A. He ate. And then I let my son stay in home with my husband. And I went to work. <clears throat> On the way I'm driving to work, the doctor called. And he said, oh, the blood test result, come back. I suggest you should bring, you should have, you should bring your, Something to ER right away because the white cell is quite high and he might have sepsis or pneumonia. And I said, What? I, I was panicking, crying, turned the car, called my husband, and said, Please bring him to the ER right away because the doctor told me that he might have sepsis and pneumonia. My husband was panicking but he more he was more calm than me he don't know what to do uh like uh, he he have to make decision right now because we still have a sick child 12 years old child at home with the flu so then but he just you know drove my <clears throat> drove uh my son to um, the er right away and i i, I drove there right away so at the er he my husband tried to call me uh, because the the people at the ER told him to wait. I said that there's no wait because he might have sepsis and it's really serious. And uh, the pediatrician forward the blood result, blood test result for, for me and my husband to show the people at the ER. And then the people at the ER 
told my husband to wait, but my husband really persistent. He's scared. He panicking. So he said, "No, my son might have sepsis. I need to go into the ER right away." So they check his vital side, everything, and say that he not in a critical condition. Yes, he looks sick. Sick. The blood test show a really a, a white cell high, but it's not that high. He looks sick. So then I told my husband, call the doctor or pediatrician, let him talk to the uh, ER person, the doctor at the ER. Uh, ER off, ER the emergency room. So the doctor just said that he just urged us to the ER because his office is closing now, and he wanna rule out the sepsis and everything. I said, "Holy, why didn't he t- explain to me? He made me panicking, crying, and 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 speeding to the ER. <clears throat> and uh, when we was there." Uh, the doctor came, listened to his lung, and he knew right away. He told us don't need. Uh, he told her that we don't need to do the blood test again for my son. He need to take the X ray, and then when the X ray came, it's confirmed my son had pneumonia, and all the right lung got infected with bacteria, and. Me and my husband look at each other. I say, "Why? We took him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. All four different doctor couldn't hear something wrong with his lung. And even though on that morning, Friday, that Friday morning, we took him to the urgent care, and the doctor there couldn't even found something wrong and hear something wrong in his lung and prescribe him with the steroid. And the doctor at the ER room just, you know, rolled his eyes and said, "I I don't know." It's frustrated that. I don't know what to say. I don't know how they become a doctor. So the um, the doctor at ER uh, inject antibiotic for into his leg and said that uh, he still can eat. He still can drink. So he will go home and take oral antibiotic at home. And within three days, if the fever coming back and he's. Was not better. He had to come back to the ER. So then, uh, my son came home within two days. He's super super tired. He just, you know, laying down. <clears throat> and but, at the same time, I forgot to tell you, guy. Uh, like Monday, I told you, his test for flu was negative, right? We do the test for flu on Tuesday. Wednesday and Friday, even we do the swab culture in the nose, no flu at all. So we talked to the doctor. There any why he have pneumonia? Why he doesn't have any uh virus infection? We do the influenza A B. We do the uh COVID. We do the RSV. We do all kind of respiratory virus possible, 
and the doctor made said that it might possible the pneumonia is coming from the ear infection. So this made me more frustrated because the first pediatrician, the one we had been go for two years, understand and had on a history. Of Ethan's sickness, ear infection, and she not once told us to came to the ENT or, you know, it's 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 frustration. It's frustration. So as the parent, I have to, based on my judgment, based on the understanding of myself about my son. And test up instead of trust the pediatrician, and、um, I believe that the Tommy flu she prescribed to my son it just make the situation worse because my son vomit a lot of time. So, did you ask the emergency room doctor when did his pneumonia start? Yeah, I did ask the doctor at ER that、uh, how long his pneumonia was going on, and he said that based on the X-ray, he believed that it started、uh, two or three days already. I wonder why the other doctors couldn't find out when they listened to his lungs. Yes, all of them. Listened to his lung, but I had to tell you that that was also my questions too. Why they couldn't find out what's going on? Why they couldn't hear something wrong with the lung? But I had to tell you, the first pediatrician, which is his primary pediatrician, really、uh, did it. Not did it really careful. She just do it. Not tell him to breathe deeply to listen into that. Not at all. And you know, I I I don't know what to say. I asked the same question to the ER doctor, and he just looked at me and said that I don't know. What made you bring him to different doctors? As I said before. I am a mother, and I understand my son. I know my son, and I believe that there was something wrong. It not, it was not a flu. Something really wrong, because my son, when he had COVID, after two days, he came back normal, and if he has some kind of viruses infection, after fever gone, he jumping around. But this time is completely different. He couldn't move. He didn't have any energy. He lay down. He complained his back hurt, his chest hurt, and everything. But the most important reason is that I didn't have a trust in the primary.、Uh, Pediatrician of him, the very first one. If you didn't have a trust in his primary pediatrician, why did you keep taking him there? This is my regret. Actually, we should have stopped. 
bringing him to her. Since the day we heard, she walked on the hallway and said that here they come again. We should we should stop. But、uh, to be honest with you, it's really difficult to make appointment when your child gets sick here. You have to wait a couple days. This pediatrician office is really fast. When you call them early in the morning, that say that oh your child sick, you could bring him within the day or within a couple hours. There's was always a、uh, many pra- nurse practitioner available. But anyways, I was I was regret to not changing her since. The incident, the incidents we had with her last year, and it's always, ah,、uh, my blaming. It's always my blaming for that. It's okay. Things happened, right? How is your son now? Ah,、uh, fortunately, we had been on antibiotic for ten days to different kind. Ah.、Uh, And he really good. He ate. He came back to normal. Jumping around, climbing up a stair. Ah,、uh, he he didn't. He haven't or he didn't have the really fast breathing like before. So I wish everything would be back to normal. And I also asked. The doctor to have the X ray again, but he said it's quite early to have the X ray again. So、um, he advised us to wait for two or three weeks to take an X ray again because the symptom will get better and 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 go away first. But the、uh, the cloudy on his lung on the X ray will 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 will. Uh, go away later. I'm glad he is much better. By the way, you told me that he has never had a flu, so you believe the first doctor must have misdiagnosed him. Ah,、uh, the reason why I believe the first primary pediatrician misdiagnosed him because I understand when he lived. Under the same roof with his brother, who positive with flu B, there's a chance he would have a、uh, a flu also. But she didn't take everything into consideration, and she didn't even suggest me to come back if there's something happen with him, like any sign to to be very careful that. Some other under under underlying condition,、uh, because on Monday he test neck quick neck ah、uh, quick test is negative with flu, and Tuesday negative with flu again, and Wednesday we even did the nose swab culture negative with flu, and Friday. Negative with flu, with all the respiratory viruses. So, you know, I I I don't know what to say, but 
but it it's crazy. And also that when I told the doctor at the ER that she prescribed him five days with Tommy flu, and the doctor told me told me that oh, with Tommy flu they just prescribed for three days and it's not working if the symptom passed forty forty eight to forty eight hours, so it's mean that the Tommy flu. Would not working if you exposed to flu past forty eight hours. I, I'm not really uh, know how to explain it, but uh, it's yeah. You know, as a parent, you need to double check and 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 trust yourself. Wow, it's too much for the boy. I'm very glad to hear that he is so much better now. It's insane for what you have been through. Children are vulnerable, and their well-being depends on the expertise of medical professionals. However, parents are the ultimate advocates for their children, knowing them inside and out. Doctors should listen to parents, take their concerns seriously, and work collaboratively to ensure the best care possible. Remember, every child is unique, and a cookie-cutter approach won't suffice. Let's prioritize open communication and teamwork between doctors and parents for the sake of our kids' health. Pneumonia is a common respiratory infection in children, especially in those under the age of five. Pneumonia in children can be caused by bacteria, viruses, or other microorganisms. The most common bacterial cause is Streptococcus pneumoniae, while respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, is a common viral cause. Common symptoms of pneumonia in kids include cough, fever, difficulty breathing, rapid breathing, chest pain, and a high-pitched sound while breathing, wheezing. Children at higher risk of developing pneumonia include those with weakened immune systems. Pre-existing respiratory conditions, like asthma, exposure to secondhand smoke, and crowded living conditions, the pneumococcal conjugate vaccine, and the HIV vaccine have significantly reduced the incidence of bacterial pneumonia in children as they protect against some of the common bacteria that cause pneumonia. Treatment for childhood pneumonia often involves antibiotics if it's bacterial, while viral pneumonia is managed with supportive care, including rest, hydration, and fever-reducing medications. Pneumonia can sometimes lead to complications in children, such as ear infections, pleurisy, or lung abscesses. Severe cases may require hospitalization for oxygen therapy or intravenous antibiotics. Good hygiene practices, such as regular hand washing, avoiding exposure to sick individuals, and ensuring that children are up to date on vaccinations can help reduce the risk of pneumonia. If parents suspect their child has pneumonia, or if a child's symptoms worsen despite home care, it's crucial to seek prompt medical attention to prevent potential complications and ensure a full recovery. Thank you for listening. Please share your unplanned path story to our podcast at itslittlething.sd at gmail.com.